America's blood-soaked war of independence against the British bankrupted America and turned its citizens into permanent debt slaves of the king. In the War of 1812, the British torched and burned to the ground the White House and all U.S. government buildings and destroyed ratification records of the U.S. Constitution. One century later, a corrupt U.S. Congress committed the biggest theft in world history. They passed Paul Warburg's Federal Reserve Act in 1913, handing over America's gold and silver reserves and total control of America's economy to the Rothschild banksters. Most Americans still believe that the Fed or Federal Reserve is the government. It is not. The Fed is a privately owned banking system whose majority Class A shareholders are the Rothschilds, Warburgs, Kuhn and Loeb, J.P. Morgan, Rockefeller, Israel Seif, and the Lehman Brothers. This private banking cartel is the Fed and is never audited and never pays taxes. They print and design America's money, which displays their symbols of an Egyptian pyramid, a Masonic all-seeing eye, and the words, in God we trust. Who exactly is the God they trust? They also collect American taxpayers' money through the IRS. Then they loan it back again with interest to pay for roads, bridges, and other public... This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. If the road were easy, everyone would take it. We don't shy away from challenges. We dive in. And now, live from an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. Joshua Michael here, Non-Compliant America, and welcome. I am energized and ready to roll. I don't know how about you're feeling right now, but oh my, Lanta is the world on fire right now. But it is the best of times, it is the worst of times. There is so much positivity going on in the world. It just blows through my veins. I just can't help myself, and I can't help but share this love and compassion with you. Now, is there a lot of bad things going on? Yes. But is there a lot of great things going on? Yes. I want to talk about Tucker Carlson. I want to talk about uh, what's going on locally here in the state of Oregon. I also want to talk about what's going on nationwide. I want to talk about what's going on spiritually. What's going on culturally? What is the pulse of where we are at exactly? And more importantly, where we are headed. And as terrifying as it may sound, we are heading in a very dark place. But at the same time, it's necessary and you got to hang on and you got to get ready. That's the most important thing that I can tell you. So first off and foremost, I have a little bit of homework that I want to address. Okay. The first thing is, is that there is an event happening on May 20th, May 20th during the day at the Honky Tonk in Salem. And what this is, it's a good friend of mine. Uh, his name's Josh Corey. We used to live together. Uh, he's a great guy, great, great, great guy, uh, and he's been diagnosed with a pretty severe uh, amount of cancer. Okay, now he's working with Kicking Cancer, um, Baron over there, uh, Kicking Cancer, and we're doing a big fundraiser. But he's got a plan. He wants to. One of his bucket lists is he wants to travel from here all the way to Boston to go see his sister. And he bought a little motorcycle 
and uh, he's going to ride that motorcycle uh, across the country, and he, and he needs supplies, and he needs things to do it. So throughout the week between now and May 20th, if you want to go to the actual event on May 20th, I'm, I'm going to be there. I suggest uh, anybody who knows him or wants to help out. Uh, it's, it's a pretty terrible uh, situation kind of last minute that happened. He was diagnosed with cancer. He had some severe medical issues a few months back, and now he's kind of back back in the saddle. He can't work anymore, um, really can't support himself uh, right now. And he's a really humble guy, and he doesn't like to um, you know, ask for money or take any handouts. So we're going to just do a big fundraiser. Diana over there at Honky Tonk is helping us out. We're going to do a giant fundraiser uh, and give him, you know, things that he can notch off on his bucket list and, and really live, you know, a really fulfilling life to the best that he can. He's he's had a bum rap his whole life. A lot of things. I don't want to go into it too much, but that's on my heart. And I think it's very important that we give back uh, to people that are deserving and good people. So uh, May 20th at the Honky Tonk, go ahead and write me if you have any questions. If you want to donate, jm at noncompliantamerica.com. I'll give you the handouts on how to do that. Okay. So why did I start out with them talking about the Fed and how it's essentially been controlled um, since, uh, since the early 1900s, right? That's because you're seeing all the banks collapsing. The banks are going to collapse. Everything's, everything's going to collapse. Everything that you know, uh, say goodbye to 2019. It's never coming back for a while. Now, why is this so important? Because... Us as greedy, selfish Americans uh, have, be have become so uh, accustomed to having anything and everything that we want. We've become so lazy. We've empowered companies like Amazon. We've empowered companies, you know, like Comcast and just all of the amenities, AT&T, Apple, Google, uh, Android, all of these things, all these amenities that are around our life. Now they are great. It's convenient. Right, but we've been so drunk on power that uh, we've let these things roll in. So that's happened. This is a part of your life now. You are now an extension robot, as Elon Musk would say. Uh, you're now a partial cyborg because you have this technology attached to your hip all the time. It is an extension of you. Therefore, you are superhuman. So congratulations. Welcome to the new superhuman world. If you have not realized it, that's where we're at. Okay. Do I think this is a good world? Mm, there's some great things happening. There's some great things. And there are some great people in the world. Don't get me wrong. There are great, humble people. But for the most part, we all drive in traffic. We know how it is. You know, some people suck. And that's just how it is. They feel that they're entitled. Like I opened the door for these two uh, ladies yesterday uh, at the post office. I, I had the door open. And they just looked at me with this smug look. And by all means, I don't expect them to, uh, to say thank you. I don't. It, it's no big deal. I didn't do that for them. I did that just because it's the right thing to do. Right? I still hold doors open for women and people, just anybody, really. Uh, if somebody's walking to the door and I'm on my way out, and I'm going to hold that door open. Because I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just what you do. It's the good things. That's what you do. That's what you do in a polite society. That's what you do. So anyways, it's just, it's just a tell for me. It's like, okay, you know, whatever. Maybe they're having a bad day or, or whatever. Maybe because I'm a man, a real man, that it's a problem for them, 
right? I don't have enough purple hair or enough piercings or enough tattoos to be acceptable on some beta that they they want to they want to trample on. Anyways, I'm I'm getting off on the subject here, folks. Lots of news to go over. Okay, so the reason I want to talk about the Fed is because the banks are collapsing. There's more banks. Uh, there's some bank that collapsed a couple days ago, and it's just it's going to be a common thing, right? The goal is is they want to get you on the CBDCs, and how are they going to do that? Well, there's a lot of different ways. One of the main things, and this is the the focus I want to have for this first segment, is how they're going to be rolling out these CBDCs now. Supposedly, they already changed the uh, definition of what a currency is federally to where they can do that. So your your bank loans, your house loans, your mortgage, your car payments, all that stuff needs legal tender. It needs USD currency. That is how you exchange between your debt and to the debtor. Now, what they've done, if, if they've reclassified the term currency these companies are then going to have the legal standing to not get you to have to sign a new contract to then start taking the CBDCs. Now, that's further along when we get to that space. That's not, that's not going to be the immediate thing. And one thing I want to emphasize, because I had a long conversation with a buddy of mine yesterday, and he was like, how are they going to roll out the CBDCs? And let me explain to you how I believe that they are. One of the things is, is they're going to do just like what they did with COVID, and the masks, and enforcing the masks. Notice it wasn't the government right away that enforced the mask. It was Anthony Fauci. He was on the news. He was going, hey, I recommend the mask, but it's not required. It's not mandated, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, you started having all these corporations, these Fortune 500s, these Fortune 100s, uh, these corporations were enforcing the mask. It then became their policy. Even though it wasn't, re- wasn't a requirement, it then became their policy. And where was their policy written? Mostly from the World Health Organization at first. It was, according to the World Health Organization, it's important that you wear the mask, right? So remember, it was these individual corporations. It was these individual agencies rather than a conglomerate on who needs to wear the mask, who doesn't. And then it just kind of became this sheep spiral thing to where everything kind of crescendoed into where then you woke up and now everybody's adopted this new policy that technically wasn't a mandate. Well, then once they had the general public and most of the public on then it became a mandate, right? Then they started specifying it's a mandate for federal buildings. It's a mandate for uh, medical facilities because we are protecting the, the vulnerable in a medical facility by putting on a mask and bringing in more disease. Wait, what? Anyways, so there's that and there's that element, right? So how they're going to roll out the CBDCs, it's simple. They've already tested their pathway. They've already tested their abilities and control on how to control the population. So what else did COVID do? COVID also destroyed the infrastructure, It destroyed the ability for real-time data delivery, small mom-and-pop shops. I know restaurants took a huge hit, but more importantly, distribution centers, distribution facilities, distribution networks, uh, you know, all those things, truck driving facilities, everything else. A lot of those people suffered, and a lot of those businesses never came back. So what does that do? 
That opens up the market share. From the market share, then people and other companies like Amazon, who just happen to build their own distribution facility and open it in late 2019, right before the lockdown. But that's not a conspiracy theory. Let's not talk about that. They just happen to set up their own distribution at the same time as the UPS and FedEx and USPS were having all of these issues. Lo and behold, Amazon comes roaring out like a white horse and has their own distribution network. Now I get it. I know why they do it. But did you know Amazon also gets paid by the USPS to ship packages? They make money to ship from the USPS. That's not a conspiracy theory. Let's not talk about that. But it is important to notate. And so, anyways, I digress. I'm going off how they're going to roll out the CBDCs. It's very simple. You guys, I think you know where I'm going now. So what's going to happen? They're going to try. Now, I have to emphasize try because a lot of people are awake. People you would never think in the world are awake right now. People that I've known my entire life. And I'm going to tell you a little story about that here in just a minute. So, Long of the short, they're going to slow things down. They're, uh, they're lowering the supply chain, lessening your demand, saying you're going to own nothing. You're going to have eat bugs. You're going to eat the bugs and you're going to have nothing. Lessening your banking account, taking your savings away by increasing energy costs, making it a thing, making it normal. Like, for example, my internet bill used to be $79 a month. It still is $79 a month. But guess what? Now they're charging me a usage fee. I had a usage fee of $67 in consumption, and I'm never home. I never use my internet. So now my internet bill is like over $140 or something crazy. I don't know the math, but it's just, it's, it's wild, right? So that's how they get you. Taxes, fees, everything else. They're just sucking all of your money out of your bank accounts, right? And then the little money that you do have left, they're going to say, well, these corporations, say you go into Walmart, which I hope that you don't because Walmart's a terrible place. I'm happy that they're closing down. That's a great thing. That's opening up for other mom and pops and trades and different things like that. Okay. But say you go into Walmart and you're like, hey, I want to buy some of these goods. They said, okay, great. And they're going to do it. Hey, we have a CBDC offer to where you get a two for one special if you pay with this CBDC Oh, you do? Well, how do I do that? Oh, that's simple. Just scan this. We're going to give your money over here and then boom. Now they're only going to require in the future the central bank digital currency. You see how that works, folks? When they control all the markets and control all of the industries, it's simple for them to say, oh, we're not taking cash anymore. And yeah, it's got to be this new CBDC program or we just won't serve you. And that's our policy. And you can kick rocks. We'll be right back. If the road were easy, everyone would take it. We don't shy away from challenges. We dive in. And now, live from an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. All right, welcome back. Segment two, guys. We kind of ran into a hard stop there at the end. But we were talking about CBDCs and how they're going to roll it out. Because it's, gonna, it's very simple, folks. It's very simple. But what they don't know and they don't understand is that an awake population 
is not going to go along with it. But the better question is, is how do we combat against when Walmart says, hey, I will only, I will only take CBDCs. Now, that's going to be a little bit further down the, down the line. Now, I think it will happen quickly because keep in mind, we all have the extension cyborg units attached to our hips. We're all attached to the cell phone and we're always looking down and looking, looking. Nobody looks up anymore. Nobody looks around. Nobody talks. And you're at, sitting at the bank. Nobody talks to you anymore. They're all down on their cell phone because it's, it's always interesting. There's always something to look at, right? So anyways, long of the short. That's how they're going to do it. And how do we fight against it? It's very simple. You need to get prepared. You need to get dryable, storable food. You need to connect with people locally, directly near you, because we might not all have transportation. They might run out. We all might run out of gas. We might run out of electricity. And we're not going to have, you know, just a gas station that we can go pump at and say, I'm going to drive across town and go talk to John. I know John's got all the stuff. John's got all the goods right? You need to prepare yourself. More importantly, you need to find out around you and get your community ready. I'm talking within a mile radius. And for those of you that live in town, that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. That's going to be a war zone as these things turned off. Okay. Another thing, another conspiracy, another thing that everybody's talking about, EMPs, EMPs, they're going to release an EMP. China's going to do an EMP. And I will tell you, I don't think that that's the case. I don't think they're going to do that. And here's why. It's very simple. It's very simple. One, it's sloppy. You can't, you can't blow up an EMP and say, well, it's going to be exactly 20 miles is going to be the affected area of an EMP. It's sloppy. There's a lot of things. And it goes Always, which means the EMP, if they nuke, say, up 20,000 feet in the atmosphere or a mile up in the atmosphere and it creates an EMP, whatever, that goes up too. So it's going to go out in space. It's just going to create a huge problem for everybody. And we know these people in charge and these control freaks that are trying to capture us and take over the world. Yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, the, the population's awake. We see you guys, honestly. Good luck, right? Good luck. Uh, may bygones be bygones, but uh, listen, we're going for broke and we're going to take and seize this country back, okay? It's already happening. It's already happened. You just guys, you haven't realized it yet. In fact, you do know it, which is why you're ramping up everything and you're just, you're just trying to grasp at anything else that you can, but that's fine. Whatever. Here's why I don't think that they're going to do an EMP. And I like to flush this stuff out because I think it's important so you don't live in uh, fear. Now, it's important to be prepared. Maybe it still happened. Maybe I'm wrong. But here's why I don't think it'll happen. Because it's too sloppy, right? When they rolled out COVID, was it a real virus going around getting people sick and killing people? No, that wasn't the case. It was the tests that were determining whether people had COVID or not. And the tests were what was emphasized. Oh, we got this many cases today, this many cases today, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 200,000 cases today. But nobody's sick. Nobody's got symptoms. Main, the majority of people that were dying during COVID, one, were in New York. Second, were in care facilities. And third, they were the ones being administered the treatment such as rindesivir. 
and things of such sort, those are the people that were dying. It wasn't people dying from COVID. It was the treatment of COVID that was killing people from COVID. It was the isolation. It was the mask wearing. It was the taking oxygen away from your body. Your oxygen levels go down. Where, how do you become brain dead? What's the term? How do you people become brain dead? What is that from? It's from lack of oxygen in your brain. Anyways, we all know this. We don't need to talk about this. Okay. But what I'm saying is that they're not going to do an EMP. It's too sloppy. So what they'll do is they'll do a controlled, controlled turnoff of our infrastructure, such as they'll have blackout zones. They might make it seem like it's an EMP. They might put a picture of a bomb exploding in the sky on the news and say, oh my gosh, we've just been hit by an EMP. This is crazy. Look at this area, this area, this area. But it'll be controlled blackouts, whether they do it through cyber warfare, which is what I think that they're going to do. So they have the infrastructure and the ability to turn things off. And why do I not think that they're going to blow it up? It's simple. Because they want to preserve all this infrastructure. And more importantly, more importantly, this is the most important thing. If they blow things up and create massive chaos, they no longer have control. That's the key. They no longer have control. They need to maintain their infrastructure, such as the 5G towers, the 5G networks, the 5G infrastructure, the 6G, the 7G, the fiber optic infrastructure, the power grids, all of those things. They need that stuff in order to move us over into their new gulags, into their new digital gulags. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg wouldn't be spending billions and billions of dollars on some stupid metaverse that nobody goes to if they were going to do an EMP in the future, because that would make his universe metaverse irrelevant. All the super cyborg crap and garbage and the infrastructure, they need us to sit on our cell phones and stare at the screen, folks. They need us to do it. Now, if they turn that off, what's going to happen? Just like on that movie, uh, Surrogates. Really good movie. If you haven't seen it, it's with uh, Bruce Willis. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Okay, and I'm going to spoil alert. Here's the end. Is at the very end, they turn off. They do like an EMP type thing with all the surrogates and all the people are out there in their rooms and in their houses. And uh, they turn them off. And what do they do? They go outside and they get sunshine on their skin for the first time. And they all wake up. So that's why I don't think they'll do an EMP because it'll create a massive influx in people waking up. People will be like, wow, I wasn't as prepared as I thought. Maybe I should get prepared. Then all of a sudden you'll have all these individual cells of people that are prepared. They're congregating. You start communicating with your neighbor, start having real debates, real town halls, real meetings, all of those things that we need that we should be doing right now, which they don't want. So that's why they won't do an EMP. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Not Compliant America. I am Joshua Michael. You are tuning in live on this beautiful Saturday. Hopefully, you're catching this show. Now, if you miss this show or you're tuning in halfway through and you want to hear the beginning, you want to hear the middle, you want to hear the end, you want to hear all that stuff, but you're just too busy, that's fine. Just simply go to noncompliantamerica.com. It's very simple. The name says it all. Noncompliantamerica.com. 
and tune in. All the information, everything's available. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at noncompliantus, which means we need the U.S. to be noncompliant in this new tyrannical infrastructure that they are trying to roll out. How are we going to fight against it? Well, the best thing you can do is start parallel constructing, finding local sources, finding local things, local people, other people that sound and talk just like me, because there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of them. They cannot silence us all, and they will not. They're certainly going to try, and I guarantee you, if you stare at your phone all day, it's going to feel like they're silencing you. It's going to feel like you're all alone, but I guarantee you put your white flag out there and go out there and find out who your neighbors are and start having conversations with them. I guarantee you, even if you've had a conversation with them two years ago, three years ago, and you're like, wow, those people are not awake at all. They have no idea what is going on in the world. I guarantee you right now, if you go have a conversation with them, they will probably talk to you about the World Economic Forum. They can talk to you about Klaus Schwab. They can talk to you about the World Bank. They can talk to you about the infrastructure, the CBDC stuff, uh, the censorship, the, the, the uh, uh, shadow banning, all of these things now, election fraud, voter fraud. All of this stuff now is out in the open and people are awake. They are hungry for this information. They are hungry for it. Okay. So here's an interesting uh, article that I saw. It's a bill that would prevent Oregonians in debt from having cash, getting property seized. So see how important election integrity is. And I result it back to that because we all have to get involved. We've all been lazy. I just got my ballot yesterday, my mail-in ballot yesterday. One, it's pathetic. It's all these school board stuff, uh, board director stuff like that. But it's pathetic in the sense that there's no incumbents. There's no challenges. It's all one person. So you can vote for one person. That's because people aren't getting involved in this area. So... You guys are pathetic, terrible. I wish it would have been more interesting. Now, granted, there's more to come, right? This is just district stuff. Uh, but again, folks, there should be more than one person on the on the ballot. The fact is nobody's getting involved. They don't want to do anything still. But that's going to change, and it is changing. So proposal in Oregon House would protect Oregonians in debt from having as much as their cash and property seized while giving people new tools to fight back when they are pursuit of debt that they don't owe. If enacted, the proposal would be a significant departure from the state's existing regulation. Currently, debt collection companies must leave a minimum of $254 in the debtor's weekly wages untouched and can garnish the rest. Under the proposal, the minimum amount the debtors can keep would more than double to about $590 per week that can't be garnished, which is good. It's going to protect people. Similar protections would increase their vehicles, work tools, and property. The idea is here why these folks are still ob obligated to pay the debt. We are not taking away as much as their wages as they can survive. Prime example. Happens all the time. You go to cash your paycheck, you go to get your paycheck from your employer, and boom, it's gone. Now, will this see the light of day? I don't know. It might. Does it really matter? Not really. 
Not really when you can go down to DHS and just say, hey, I'm homeless. Give me a thousand bucks. They go, sweet, sign right here. And they go, you want a house too? We got a little house for you. It's, it ain't much, but, but it'll work. Talked to a police officer. He said that those new houses, those houses that uh, they built for everybody, that's all great. No, we're virtue signaling, protecting the homeless people and all that nonsense garbage. There's only about half the people living there. It's, it's half vacant right now. And they don't want to live there because there's rules. You got to be in by a certain time. You can't smoke crack while you're there. You know, all the stuff. But who wants rules? When you're homeless and lawless, they don't want to live there, folks. They're mentally ill. They don't want to live in these rules constructs. They don't want to be a part of our society. They don't want to rehabilitate. So let's just give them $1,000, legalize drugs, and let them do whatever they want. Right? Just real quick, there's a big rally happening on Monday at the Capitol. It'd be Monday the 30, Monday the 1st, May 1st, uh, against House Bill 2002. If you know, that's them uh, fighting against that. They're trying to ram in 2002, which is crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, uh, I've been watching, following Michael Yan on uh, Twitter. He's got some pretty phenomenal stuff uh, that he keeps dropping. And just this morning, he he dropped some more stuff about the Chinese, all the Chinese people coming in from the border. Uh, it's actually really fascinating. So he's got a video from uh, one of the Chinese people's phone. And keep in mind, these are like regular, you know, 20-year-old, 25-year-old Chinese people. Uh, uh, but they have a video and it's a, it's basically a uh, a, sh- a quick a how to video on how to invade America is is what it says, and it, it included includes how to pass through the Darien Gap, scale through the Trump border wall, and some of the exact places in the video. And many times uh, he's actually visited, but it's about a three four minute video. It, it's wild, and it goes through and shows exactly how to do it it goes all the way down from central america and it shows them traveling up to the united states through these buses and how they have these buses they get on these buses they go then once they cross the border they get on a plane they get on a nice commercial air jet and they get flown wherever they want it's fascinating folks it's fascinating so the chinese people are basically like hey go to america they're stupid they'll give you whatever you want You have no restrictions and you can quote unquote be free because they know that yes, a lot of these people are leaving the tyrannical regime over there, but they know where their allegiance is. Now, I love Chinese people. Um, Some of the most hardcore activists have been Chinese people that I know. Um, You know, I know they're out towering, combating against the CCP everywhere. But how interesting and how convenient that they just have these videos with how-to tutorials on how to come to America. It's very fascinating, folks. You guys got to watch that because our border is wide open, wide open. Tens of thousands of people all day long. And the Border Patrol, they're only able to capture about one out of five groups. One out of five. So that's about 20%. So they're only able to get 20% 
80% makes it through. The 20% that make it through, they get deported back to Mexico, and then they just try it again and, and roll the dice. I would go with those odds. I would be in favor of those odds because that's simple, right? You got a one out of five chance that you're going to get caught. If you get caught, you just go back over. They're literally just crossing the same day because it's catch and release. So they just go back over, and the chances are pretty good that they're going to make it through that time. Now, is it not hell? Yes. Are the coyotes in charge? Yes. Is it crazy? Yes. Are all the women uh, an upwards of 80% that try to cross getting raped? Yes. Right? We talked last week or a few weeks ago um, about the United States distributed rape kits that they're giving down in South America. And again, that was another Michael Yon situation. So what are we going to do, folks? What are we going to do? Because they're going to try to conquer us by bringing in these third world people that have never tasted freedom. They have no uh, sense of, you know, freedom of what the United States is. So it's up to us to allow them and educate them on what being American is, what the American spirit is, what the 1776 spirit is about. It's up to us to educate them. And there's a huge gap. There's a huge language gap, right? A lot of these people don't speak English. Isn't that crazy? They come, they don't have to speak English anymore. They'll just override the school systems and everything else. So one thing really breaking the news on Twitter right now about Oregon is uh, Oregon is going to allow homeless people to camp anywhere on public land and be able to sue local residents if they complain about their squatting. Leftists have turned this place into a crap hole. So there's another Oregon bill. That's why it's important to vote. That's why it's important to get involved because they're just going to ram this crap. They don't care. You think the governor cares sitting over in her mansion uh, over there in Salem? Do you think she cares sitting at her house in Portland, flying all over the world, telling everybody how great she is? Do you think she gives a dang? She does not. They don't care. This is a plan, which is why Oregon, Washington, and California are all doing the same thing. Because this is a plan that's bigger than the states. It's not actually the state representatives proposing bills. It's corporations and organizations that are writing the bills in incumbent to our laws, and they're pushing it all in all the states at the same time. These guys go into these lounges, these lobby groups inside the Capitol, meet up with these you know, lobbyists, and they say, hey, guess what? Here's 20 grand. We'll go for you on your next election. We'll help you do this. We'll do that. But pass and push, and you could be a representative on our bill, and we'll tell everybody that you wrote it. But you need to push this through. And what's the bill? Give more things to homelessness because they want to crash and demoralize our system. This is absolutely ridiculous that this bill would even be considered it's disgraceful, and we have to fight against it. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. We'll be right back. Me and my buddy, we make it all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging. They never catching us lagging. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money. What does Alex Jones do that really changes the world? It's not just that the news coverage. It's not just what they talk about or even how they say it. It's the fact that they make you think. They don't make you feel. You might feel something, but 
They make you think. And then once you think, you might get curious. And then if you get curious, you might become resourceful. And then if you get resourceful, you might start to do some research and become informed. And then if you're informed, all of a sudden, the establishment propaganda and control doesn't work on you. That's why they had to censor Alex Jones. That's why they had to fire Tucker Carlson. That's why the U.S. Army PSYOPs expert says the establishment wants a semi-lobotomized, quasi-retarded population. They don't want you thinking for yourself. They don't want you researching for yourself. They don't want you to be resourceful. They want you to take whatever it is they regurgitate to you, accept it as truth, and then move on, paint your body, and go to your favorite football team game. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. You know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago even, um, I would have never thought that you know, I'd be here talking with you guys today, you know, having a conversation about, you know, transgender people and and then the real tyrannical attempt to take over our lives and just the massive disruption that we're enduring. Now, I've always seen it in the shadows. I've always seen it coming. But how are they going to do it? How are they going to roll it out? How are they going to fulfill this thing that they've been planning for decades? Right? And now we're starting to see it. More importantly, I want to talk about how they're going to roll this out and what they're doing currently, which is with the trans movement and everything else, it is really a cult to get you, just like the mask, just like the medical tyranny, uh, it's the trans tyranny, to get you to accept this mental illness of needing to accept people that have mental illness. Right. It's it's just that simple and getting these people to sit on top of you. Now, there's a video uh, that I'm going to play for if you're on if you're listening on the radio, uh, you'll be able to hear it of a, a parent, a, a group of parents that essentially lost their child to foster care because the child, the basically the, the sequence of events, to my understanding, is they went into the counselor at school. The counselor was then grooming them to do a transition and teaching them, as we know, they teach them how to approach your parents into be loving and accepting for the transition. Even though the transition is ridiculous and you know they might be going through a phase or whatever, but the counselors there who's paid for by grant systems and everything else, uh, is, is basically has the authority to remove the child from the home. So the child got removed from the home. Then these people got a phone call uh, from this crazy lunatic that basically said, uh, it, you're never going to get your child back unless you accept our cult. Take a listen. Good morning, this is Shelly Campbell, clinical director at Rolling Hills Hospital. Do I have on the phone? Clinic, clinical director hey, at this hospital. Are you guys both there? Now, keep in mind, they're, they're great, redacting great. some stuff. Uh, as I mentioned, my name is Shelly Campbell. I'm the clinical director here at Rolling Hills Hospital. I wanted to just kind of open the conversation with some statistics. Uh, so, lesbian, gay, bisexual youth are almost five times as likely to have attempted suicide as compared to heterosexual youth. 
lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth who come from highly rejecting families. Because they're mentally ill, I don't know. Four times as likely to have attempted suicide as peers who report no or low levels of family rejection. Each episode of LGBT victimization, such as physical or verbal harassment or abuse, increases the likelihood of self-harming behavior by 2.5 times on average. So I say these things to start this meeting uh, because Brittany has let me know and has let me know that she does not come from an accepting home. The reason that I'm talking to you guys today is because the parenting style that you guys are utilizing with your child is inappropriate and is causing harm to her. So you guys have an amazing opportunity to fix that. You have an amazing opportunity today to make a choice between whether you want your child alive or dead. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'd like to go ahead and start this conversation by letting you know that uh, if you can find it in your heart to love your child regardless, it will make all the difference in the world and will help her stay alive. I understand that there are some religious reasons why you think that maybe you can't love her the way that she is, uh, but I'm letting you know now that you can choose differently and you can choose to love her. When you choose to love her, her chances for success go up tremendously. If you choose to continue to parent, parent her the way that you have been parenting her, the chances that she will kill herself are extremely high. So you guys have the opportunity to save your child's life by adapting your parenting style. Do you hear the message I in here? I am not part of your religion. I am a part of a religion, and in my religion, God loves everyone. In your religion, apparently, God does not love everyone. Your child will feel better and be less likely to kill herself, based on statistics and numbers, is by having accepting parents. If you guys, and what it sounds like, you guys are not willing to move on that at all, which Good is unfortunate. It Good really is unfortunate because you will likely lose your child. If she makes it to the age of 18 without killing herself, that'll be great. And then she will leave and you will likely never see her again. I could do an entire show on that two minute clip alone. And we're running out of time. I'm going to run over a little bit. So if you want to listen to the rest of my rant, uh, make sure to check us out at noncompliantamerica.com. Uh, and you can listen to this. But do you hear the arrogance and the ridiculousness of the tone of her voice, the condensation, condensation, basically just saying, you're a bad parent because you don't accept your child, who sounds like was a boy, is now wanting to be a girl. And you're a bad parent. Your parenting style, you just need to grow. You need to be loving. You need to accept everybody. You need to accept everything. Meanwhile, I'm just going to transition off of that. That is a whole thing. But that's where the fight's happening, folks. In your schools, in your kids, in this culture war. I'm probably going to get attacked now because I'm talking about the transgender movement. I don't care. I don't care. A dude is a dude. A girl is a girl. That's it. Right. So meanwhile, in California right now, in Riverside, California, I'm a bit, there's a video right here. I'd play it, but you just, you can't get any context. You can't see it. I'm going to post it on my Twitter. There is a six foot, probably 200 pound male black man beating the crap out of, looks like a little white girl, maybe a hundred pounds. Maybe she's Asian, but they're getting in a fight. And this dude who claims to be a chick is beating the crap out of this little girl 
full on just beating the crap out of her. And nobody wants to break it up. They're kind of holding the guy back, but he's just he's he's just a massive machine inside of this high school beating the crap out of it. So bravo to these girls for sticking up for themselves because this dude, listen, this guy was exposing himself in the girls' locker room and they'd had enough. And then so they're finally like, dude, you got to get out of here. You got to just, you could do whatever you want, but just stay out of our locker room. We're tired of seeing your junk. Right? Where are all the parents at? Where's all the men in this world standing up for their kids right now? Where are all the men? Okay? Meanwhile, your guys' is the Bud Light mascot, Dylan Mulvaney, says it should be illegal to misgender people. So that's where the escalation of this mental illness is going to go. They're going to have the thought police then start dictating what you can and cannot say, even beyond what they're saying right now. You see how this is a slippery slope? You see why it's important to stand your ground? And we need to push these predators back. We need to push them back. You're listening to Noncompliant America. My name is Joshua Michael. Tune in, noncompliantamerica.com. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Find me on Twitter at noncompliantus. And as always, watch your six and have a great week. We'll see you next week.